0: Few places can transport you to another world while taking your emotions on a roller coaster ride along the way. Whether you're a thrill seeker seeking an adrenaline rush, or you want to be dazzled while you wine and dine, or just take a leisurely ride down a lazy river, you're sure to have an immersive experience. Calling all park goers. Adjust your lap bars and shoulder restraints, because we're going to discover the amazing world of amusement parks on today's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. En inglés. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI, the podcast where we look at all kinds of different topics in English. That's why it's called For Your English. So this is a podcast specifically for Spanish speakers who are learning English, and they want to learn about a lot of different things topics as well. And guys, remember, if you want to send me your suggestions, I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach me on social media or at my website, albertoalonso.com, and you can find links to all my social media sites. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, my daily radio show on Vaughn Radio called The Show With No Name. So if you guys haven't discovered that yet, check it out. There's so much to discover. Tons of free content to help you learn English and have fun along the way. And that's exactly what we came to do today On today's episode, we're going to look at one of my favorite things, and that is amusement parks. Oh, I love rides. Ever since I was a little kid, I've had a love affair with rides. And I don't know whether it's the adrenaline from going up and down or spinning in circles, or if it's the lights or the sounds, it just... Brings me back to when I was a kid and I got so excited when the local carnival came to town or we went to the local theme park. It was an amazing experience, to say the least. And it still is. I haven't stopped going to theme parks. And we're going to make a distinction about that a little bit later on. The difference between a theme park an amusement park carnivals fairs and all that fun stuff but first let's look at the intro as always i like to sprinkle some words in the intro to teach you some cool things in english so i said few places pocos sitios, can transport you to another world while taking your emotions on a roller coaster ride. A roller coaster is una montaña rusa. And a roller coaster ride is un viaje en una montaña rusa. And what does that mean? That means ups and downs, altibajos. Altibajos, I think you say in Spanish. And along the way is Por el camino. Then I said whether you're a thrill seeker. A thrill seeker is somebody who is literally seeking thrills. To seek is to look for, right? Buscar. And a thrill seeker is always looking for thrills. They're looking for adrenaline. They're looking for strong emotions. They're looking for an adrenaline rush. Another word I gave you in the intro. An adrenaline rush es un subidón de adrenalina. Then I said, or you want to be dazzled. I love this word, to be dazzled, deslumbrado. I think of Disney when I think of being dazzled. He perfected that. While you wine and dine. Now to wine and dine is literally to uh, invite somebody out to eat and treat them to dinner and drinks. In Spanish, I looked it up and it says agasajar con vino, to wine and dine. I love it because it rhymes. I'm a big fan of rhyming things. Then I said, or just to take a leisurely ride down a lazy river. Let's look at that word leisure is ocio. Some people pronounce it leisure. I believe the British pronounce it leisure. Americans say leisure. So leisurely is sin prisas, pausado, a leisurely ride down a lazy river. And the word lazy is perezoso. But in this case, it means a slow river. I said, you're sure to have an immersive experience. And I think more and more, all theme parks out there are looking for that immersive experience. Why? Because the park goers are looking for that immersive experience too. So I said, calling all park goers. Remember, we looked at goers in the last episode. If you didn't catch that episode on Ice Cream, you can find it on iTunes on Ivox, also on Spotify, and we looked at that suffix goers. We looked at concert goers, park goers, festival goers. Then I said, adjust your lap bars. Now, your lap is a part of your body that you only have when you're sitting down. I think you call it regazo, or I've heard people say falda in Spanish as well. Your lap. Obviously, a lap bar is the bar that goes on your lap. And your shoulder restraints, well, a shoulder is another part of the body. Your shoulder is tu hombro. So your shoulder restraint is the harness-type thing that comes over you when you go on a roller coaster. I think you call it also restricción or limitación, possibly. uh, According to word reference, at least. But summing up, a lap bar is the thing that protects you and goes on your lap, and shoulder restraints are the things that protect you and go over your shoulders. So, are you guys ready, or what? I hope you meet the height requirements. To meet the height requirements es que eres de la altura correcta para Para subirte a la Subirse, that's a good one to look at. Subirse is to go on a ride or, a little bit redundant, but it's true, to ride a ride. So, I went on the rides or I rode the rides. Remember, ride is an irregular verb. Ride, rode, ridden. Have you ridden any rides lately? Let's make a clear distinction here between amusement parks theme parks, and everything in between. So, amusement parks are basically parks where people go to be amused, to be entertained, as the name says, an amusement park. And usually they have rides and shows and shops and restaurants. However, a theme park, which I think it's pretty obvious, but I just wanted to make sure we cleared it up, que lo aclaramos, a theme park has rides and restaurants and games and all that fun stuff, but there's some theming behind it. That means there are characters or there is some kind of what we call intellectual property. So whether it's Warner Brothers or Disney, uh, there are characters and stories behind the rides. In fact, I heard that at Disney and Universal, what they do, the Imagineers, the this is a great word... Uh, the people who work for Disney, the engineers who work for Disney, they call them Imagineers because they use their imagination and engineering. I always love that name, Imagineers. And a lot of times what they do is before they design the ride, La Atracción, what they do is They design the story, so they come up with the storyline, and then they build the ride. So I thought that was an interesting fact that I wanted to share with you as well. Theme parks versus amusement parks. I think of the Parque de Atracciones in Madrid, and that's an amusement park, versus the Warner Park in Madrid, which is obviously a themed park, right? Because you have Superman and all these characters, then you have carnivals. Now, I love carnivals because carnivals are fleeting, fugaz. They come to town like a circus, and then they leave a few days later. And I used to love when the carnivals came to town. I would see the neon lights, and I would see the people setting up the rides, montando las atracciones, and it was exciting because I knew that there was a carnival coming to town and they usually had them at the local churches to raise money recaudar fondos another thing that's very popular in the united states where you can find rides is a county fair las ferias estas de condado and these are famous not just for the rides but this is where you see all those like deep fried twix bars and all these crazy uh, inventions we could say that they come up with they also have like you know animal contests like who's got the the fattest pig i mean it's a truly american thing if you ever get a chance and you're in the united states and there's a county fair going on i highly recommend you go it's a lot of fun it's like a big carnival let's put it that way and we can't forget about water parks because water parks are huge too and they've become bigger and bigger every year and in the bonus part of today's show i'm going to tell you guys about the most dangerous water park in the world it was also one of the first i think the first in the united states and i'm going to tell you all about it and i'm going to tell you about it through first-hand experience that's right i went to this park Summer after summer, religiously, and I'm going to tell you about it, it was extremely dangerous. People died. People were hospitalized. I'm lucky I survived and I'm gonna tell you all about that in the bonus part of today's show. And I just wanna remind you guys now that if you want bonus content, exclusive bonus content, you can join me on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. That said, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, my super duper students, Loles, Boris, Alex, Isa, Susie, Desiree, Eva, and my interstellar students, Carmen, Pilar, and Diana, and all the rest of my patrons, thank you so much for making this possible. If you guys want more information on how you can get bonus episodes every week, you can also get PDFs, live classes with me where we review the vocabulary, check it out. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, and if you have any questions, just let me know. As always on this show, we like to look at origins. Where did amusement parks get their start? Well, we have to rewind all the way back to the Middle Ages in Europe. Okay, here we are. Great. The Middle Ages in Europe, they began as fairy and pleasure gardens. Now, fairy is what you say, ada. Fairy. I think it's, a, I don't think, I know it's a dish detergent in Spain, but fairy is hada, and cuento de hada is a fairy tale. So they were these European gardens that people would go to, to just relax, to unwind, that's a great word, desestresar, to unwind, and people would just walk around. And well, at that point, they didn't have too many rides. Obviously, you weren't going to find thrill rides in the Middle Ages. But the idea was there, a place where people could get together that was nice. It was amusing. There was uh, things to do, shopping, food. You could go and spend the day. The whole family could go and spend the day. So the world's oldest operating amusement park opened in Denmark in 1583. People from Denmark are Danish, right? Remember, in English, we spell nationalities with a capital letter, Danish. And it's a Danish park that opened in 1583. I'm going to try and pronounce it. Dreihavsbaken. Now, I believe they just call it Bakken for short. And this place drew crowds. To draw crowds is atraer masas de gente. It didn't have too much going on. There was some fresh spring water. There were some entertainers, some vendors. But it was the first amusement park. And it's still there. And it's the second most popular park in Denmark the title for first most popular park is the Tivoli Gardens and it is one of the oldest operating amusement parks in the world so Denmark has got some very historic parks that uh, I think are worth a visit Tivoli Gardens opened in 1843 and again it's still the most popular one in Denmark. But what else made Tivoli Gardens so influential, so important in the world of theme parks and amusement parks? This was reportedly one of Walt Disney's inspirations. Now, he drew inspiration from many different places. Many of you know one of the inspirations for his Castle, the Cinderella Castle, was in Zaragoza. They also said another castle in Germany, but he got his ideas from things that he saw. And Tivoli Gardens was one of those parks that Disney used as inspiration. The first owner of Tivoli Gardens, a guy named George Carstensen, got permission from King Christian VIII to build this park. And you know how he got permission? He said this to the king, and I quote, When the people are amusing themselves, they do not think about politics. Oh, okay, I get it. This is like the let them eat cake thing, right? But still, when did the first modern amusement park open, the one that charged one admission, that had rides and all that stuff. Well, that is credited to a man named Paul Boyton. Paul Boyton in 1894, he was known as the fearless frog man, el hombre rana sin miedo, and he was a showman, an entertainer, and an adventurer. And well, what he did was decided to open up this park in Chicago. And it was called Paul Boynton's Water Shoots. Remember, a lot of the things I mentioned here in the show, guys, you can find links to them in the show notes. So if you're on Apple, I know if you just swipe up you'll be able to find links to all these. Uh, I don't know how it works on Ivox or Spotify, but I include links to many of the different things that I talk about. So you guys can do some further study if you'd like. So as I said, this one had rides and he also charged one admission fee. Admission fee is how much it costs to get in. Then it went really really well for him so in 1895 just a year later he opened up a park at Coney Island and Coney Island is a legendary place which is still there now his park is not there anymore but his park was called Sea Lion Park. But you can still go to Coney Island and you can ride the rides on the boardwalk. The boardwalk is el Paseo Maritimo. If you want to watch some videos of me teaching English in Coney Island, you can go over to my YouTube page and search for English on the Go, USA, and it is a magical place. It's accessible from New York City by subway, uh, from the center of New York City. I'm talking about Times Square. You can get there by subway, and it is worth it. It's a beach, it's called Coney Island, and two of the most famous rides are there as well. The Wonder Wheel, which is a Ferris wheel, Una Noria, which People propose to each other on a lot, to propose as pedir matrimonio. So that's a, a classic one. In fact, if you want to check it out, there's a Woody Allen movie called Wonder Wheel. Again, I'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes. And perhaps the most famous ride, I was going to say at Coney Island, but possibly in the world, is the Cyclone. And I've included a link to a front row and Primera Fila point of view. I've got to say something. I've been on a lot of roller coasters in my day. I'm definitely a, a roller coaster fan. And one of the scariest ones I've ever been on was the Cyclone in Coney Island. And another thing about the cyclone is it was registered as a landmark and cannot be torn down. No lo puedes derrumbar. So, if you get the chance to go to New York, go a little bit further. It's worth it. Go to Coney Island. It's also uh, one of the first amusement park areas in the United States. And you can see this classic American idea of a boardwalk, which is a little bit different from your Paseo Maritimo, right? But it actually makes sense. Boardwalk. Paseo de tablas. It's made out of wood boards. So Coney Island, don't miss it. Then we go to 1920 and we go to California. Now, California is another place that is famous for its amusement parks and theme parks. Now, usually when people think of California, the first thing they think is Disney. Nope. Disneyland was not the first theme park in California. There is one called Knott's Berry Farm, and I say there is one because it's still open. It has some of the coolest coasters in the United States. So Knott's Berry Farm, it was literally a farm where you could go and eat berry pie. You could have some fried chicken and see these western villages, these old west villages and ghost towns. And it uh, was pretty popular. People would come and spend the day and they would go through these ghost towns and, and eat and it got really, really popular. So popular that the guy who opened it, now his name is Walter Knott. Knott's Berry Farm was opened by Walter Knott. Well, he had another friend named Walter as well, also known as Walt Disney. Does that name ring a bell? I imagined it did. Well, they were buddies. They were close friends in the 40s and 50s. And what happened was, and many people will say, Disney ripped off Knotts' idea. Disney was a guest when Knotts opened. In fact, he was one of Walter Knotts' honorary guests. And Disney loved what he saw. And some people say that he loved it so much that he copied it. And it was known that... He created something called Frontierland in Disneyland, which is a very famous exhibition. But what was Frontierland based on? Well, the Old West, ghost towns, and things like that. And our friend Walter Knott said, wait a second, Disney? I mean, we're good buddies, but this looks strangely similar to my park. I mean... You don't just want to have my name, it seems, but you want to have my ideas, too. But in the end, it was a win-win because it promoted the area. Disney's park was just a few miles up the road. So it brought tons of new tourists to the area. And what it did is it boosted that business the theme park business and that area so in the end it was a win-win and the good thing is they're both still in business you can go to California and you can go to Knott's Berry Farm where you can still have their famous fried chicken and pie as well I've heard it's finger licking good para chuparse los dedos and a couple of their coasters are on my bucket list A bucket list is things that you want to do before you kick the bucket, estirar la pata, things you want to do or places you want to see before you die. So let's look at my bucket list over here. One place I'd love to go, which I haven't gone yet, and it's pretty accessible because it's in Spain, is Portaventura. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it seems like a really cool park, and I'm dying to go there. Another one which many people have recommended to me in the past is Tokyo Disney Sea. They say it's amazing. It's such an immersive experience. Another one in England, which is very famous, uh, Alton Towers. I, oh, the list is endless. Uh, but you know what? I say top of the list is definitely Walt Disney World in Orlando because I can go there and Universal. And I can take my daughter. Yeah, she's my excuse. I love it. Now that I have a little daughter, hey, babe, we should go to Disney World next year. Yeah, it's not me. It's the baby who wants to go. (laughs) But that's the thing. Theme parks, amusement parks, call them whatever you will, they bring out the child in all of us. All right, well guys, that's the end of the show today. If you want to check out the bonus part, join me on patreon. it's patreon.com slash. Alberto Alonso, if you're not sure, let me know, contact me and I'll send you the bonus audio uh, totally free just to see what you think. No strings attached, sin compromisos. So if you want to join us for the bonus part, I'm going to tell you about a lot of interesting things as I said before. I'll tell you about my experiences at the most dangerous and first water park in the United States called Action Park. Yes, that's right. I survived. I'm also going to tell you what Pablo Escobar, that's right, drug lord Pablo Escobar, has to do with theme parks. And we'll take a look at some rides and their interesting origins. All that and vocabulary and expressions to boot. So we'll see you in the second part of today's FYI. On, hang on! Bring that music back in. How could I forget about my amigos? Special thanks to Augusto Hernandez for the song "Souvenir." Also, my amigo Nacho for lending me his voice and expertise in editing. Now the show is officially over. See you next week. Tengo que reconocer que...